Welcome back to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack. Joined on the other end by Taylor Mack. Uh, we'll jump into a few sports tech stories, uh, but we're going to start off. Uh, it's always the best time of the year when you've got a bracket filled out. You might have a little money in a pot somewhere. You might have a little money with your bookie going on. Uh, March Madness. March Madness has been fun here. You know, we missed the tournament two years ago. Got back into it last year. A little bit of drama uh, on the opening week. This was fun, though. This was a fun way to kind of start it. Was there anything that you saw in March Madness? Anything that you – anything that surprised you here out of the first weekend? Uh, what What do you mean by we got there? What are you talking about? You said we, we made it to the first round, but with no context on who we is. Who is we? Now saying, like – no, 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 no. I'm saying like we collectively as a general population that watched the March Madness, we were able to experience it. Like two years ago, we didn't, you know, we didn't have a tournament. I thought you were saying we as in the Indiana Hoosiers. That's what I thought you were trying to get at. I was not. I thought you, I thought not. you were going, thought you were going personal with your, with your alma mater. But no, it, it's nice to have it back. It's just, it's fun. This is a uh, gambler's paradise for the first weekend. And it's the only time it's the only time of year where you can have no affiliation with a school, but you're going to ride for them over the next hour and a half, two hours, as if, you know, you spent four years, grad school, got your doctorate or did your master's. I don't know, but you're going to cheer on this team uh, in hopes that they can solidify your perfect bracket. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's something nostalgic about it. I think too, when you were like in high school or whatever, you know, you could sneak out or, take an extended lunch and watch it like I would watch it in the AV room back in high school and just like you know would essentially just not go back to class um and yeah now you know when you're working you're able to kind of escape work for those two days that those Thursday and Friday as games kick off at noon um mm-hmm. noon eastern so you know for the west coast people it's like 9 a.m so you're just you're just watching basketball all day which is really fun so um there was nothing surprising. I will say I was surprised IU got 30-piece. I mean, that was surprising. I mean, because St. Mary's isn't that good. They're good. They're, they, you know, they're senior-laden and all that type of stuff, but to get 30-piece was surprising. And obviously Apparently they Kentucky, are that good. No, they're not that good. But then Kentucky losing obviously offset that in a little bit, but then the yeah. lose to St. Peter's, uh, as Bomani called them, like a de facto – HBCU, you know, those schools that like, there's not an HBCU around, but they're like the de facto HBCU. Yes. 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 I know. I, and they knocked him out. That's the beauty of March Madness is the upsets. Everybody looks forward to it. And when they happen, it shuts down the internet until the next one happens an hour later, possibly. So yeah, it's March Madness. Is, it's a beautiful time. Do you miss when you were younger? how they would whip around to different games. So, like, if there was something crazy going on in another game, one, there was no social media, so you really really wouldn't know about it. You would just see the score the score ticker, and you'd mm-hmm. just be waiting for them to go back to that game. Do you miss that? Do you wish, like, they would have, like, an alternative broadcast that was, like, old school? Or do you – I mean, I love just having multiple TVs on just watching. Nah, I, I like where we're at now. Uh, I love the technology and where we what we can do with it. I don't need to whip around. I got my phone. If I, I feel like I'm FOMO for a second, I'll turn I'll turn it to True TV. Or I'll, you know what? I'll go grab the other TV, bring it into this room. So now I'm dual screening and I can go dual remote. So I don't miss action. But I, I love where we're at right now and then what they do 
uh, so you can catch up on the action, you know, early in the next game or even late in in uh, the the waning seconds of a of a close game that you're watching. So I like what they got going right now. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It's uh, it's it's fun. It's it's been a fun weekend. Who do you have? Um, who do you have right now in your bracket uh, to win it all right now? I think you're. La- are you last in the group? Is that right? I have no idea. Probably. I went out on a limb with my bracket to see, but uh, I got Arizona, and then uh, my other one, I, I had like I think Tennessee go deep just to make a run, and then I think playing Purdue, maybe. I don't know. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. So, a lot of people at Purdue. I have Arizona. Yeah, what about you? Naga and the other, which makes it simple. I think if Arizona loses, I I mean if Arizona wins, I win, I think. I'm not sure. That means the fix is in. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is a he's run he's running a he's running the tournament challenge. And uh if he ends up winning, that means uh I don't know how about the fix. The, you are you fixed it. Brackets are you locked. I can't that doesn't make sense. Maybe the brackets are locked for us, but you have the ability to change it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, but, but we'll see. It's been, been incredible. Uh, been incredible on the women's side too. Um, Caitlin Clark of Iowa, kind of the Steph Curry of the women's game at the moment was knocked out, knocked out actually by a former player that used that transferred from Iowa to Creighton kind of crazy. Um, but the big one for you and I, UConn, Indiana are going to play on Saturday here in the sweet 16 in my bracket, I had UConn beating Indiana, but I mean, I gotta. I'm obviously going to be rooting for the alma mater. Uh, were you able to watch? Did you watch? I, I want to get into this real quickly. Did you watch the end of the UConn UCF game? And my second question to you is, why do you think college refs, not just in the women's game but in the men's game, are so bad? Uh, I didn't catch the the last moments. I kind of, I kind of actually knocked out kind of early that night. To be honest with you, I kind of, I've been doing that. I haven't watched all the late the late games for men's either, but uh, UConn ended up squeaking away from UCF. It was a defensive game. I, I watched it the first half. Uh, defensive struggle, and, you know, I'm glad we were able to pull it out. It was 52-47, and um, when it comes to the refs, you got, all, you, got, you got the whole nation on you. You're trying to make a name for yourself, and then what the, the biggest thing that refs aren't supposed to do is then infuse themselves into the game and become a part of the storyline. They're just supposed to be able to usher the game through and then no one knows who they are. And that's what makes great refs great. Uh, But I think that's probably the case. And then they think that there's some, there's some hierarchical approach that they're taking to the game now as if they're the cop on the street and that you're supposed to be respecting me with the utmost respect. And that's not how that goes. It's very subjective or for, for calls out here, obviously, because you have human error and I can express my emotion left or right, as long as you don't cross a certain line. But now the the bar is being set lower and lower by these refs as they're trying to put their names up there or, or their egos above the rest of the game. And so now they've, uh, like I said, infused themselves in a bad way. What do you think? I, I, I'm with you. I think there is a policing of the game that is so different than it felt like there was just more emotion allowed on the court back in the day. I hate saying back in the day. I feel very old saying that. But it, it just – I mean, even the simple one, right, um, uh, in the game with Illinois uh, and Houston where the kid clearly is going too fast, dunks the ball, and hangs on the rim for a split second so that he doesn't hurt himself and then gets a mm-hmm. technical foul. Mm-hmm. Or your point, 
I mean, if there used to be the ability now, I mean, I'm not saying be Luka Doncic or anything out there where you're just like in the ref's face all game, but I mean, there's gotta be some go back and forth. Like to your point, there's human error out here. And especially when games are called the way that they've been called, where there's, they let physicality go for a little bit and they start called hand checking or you're just like, I have no idea what you're doing out here. Um, it makes it difficult. It's difficult to watch too. I've said this for a long time, like the college game. I hate to do this during March Madness, but like, it is hard to watch a college game, especially a, like a, you're just like, Oh my God, when it's, when it's low scoring and there's no flow offensively, but a lot of that, no, no flow is because of the refs, right? The refs make it choppy and then they make it really difficult, you know, for players to adhere to what they're calling. Yeah. Um, Nah, I'm just with you. The college game is it's it's hard to watch. It's why I only get behind college basketball when March Madness comes around. It's the only time I actually give I give I give two cents two 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 cares about it because yeah. it's infuriating to watch during the regular season. So I just watch the NBA. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, we will uh, we'll hit a couple stories here. Uh, we've actually already highlighted these. Um, on the Sports Tech Atlanta media, uh, Instagram and Twitter. So definitely continue to check that out. For what's that? What's 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 that social? What's the social handle? Sports Tech Atlanta media uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. Definitely check it out. A uh, ton of updates as far as funding rounds go. Um, the first one we have here is a tag board. Uh, so tag board is a cloud production and graphics platform that just raised $8 million in a series, a funding round. Uh, the funding was led by Greyhawk capital and next frontier capital uh, with in strategic investments from Sinclair broadcasting group and wise uh, ventures. So we've actually highlighted them before they had a, a seed round late last year as well. Um, so with the cloud graphics and production platform, uh, actually, they are—they already have tons of partnerships throughout uh, across media and entertainment already. Uh, but it essentially, gives you one-click access to social content and interact QR codes uh, for really cross-channel alignment and, and production, which is super cool and makes your ability uh, a really quick and easy, I think, for your social teams. Uh, Taylor, what do you think about this one? No, yeah, I think it's—they're—they're uh, they're moving up and up. You know, already have partnerships, just for, to name a few, with the MLB. Fox, Activision, WWE, uh, NFL Network. And so uh, obviously all it is is if you have an internet connection and you have that partnership in, you can create the content, jump in, and, and, and like it is with tag board, uh, you, know, you have the, the hashtag uh, that can roll on to your, your feed and you have that direct interaction with fans and putting out content. So uh, obviously there's going to be continued infusion of, of cash, uh, for this budding blooming company. Um, but not surprised. Yeah. I think anytime you're able to make it easier for you to drive and create stories on social, um, you're going to do incredibly well to your point. Mm -hmm. They've already, even though the funding round is not maybe as large as some of the, the, the series a rounds that are out there in the marketplace right now out there within venture capital. Uh, like you said, I mean, the fact that they already have 600 media partners, including CNN, NBC sports, NFL network, uh, incredibly impressive for them. And they're going to just continue to expand, I think from there. Um, so yeah, really cool platform. Definitely check them out. If you're into storytelling, if you're someone that's out there, that's looking for a way to save time, be able to drive engagement, uh, tag board is the way to go there. 
So the second platform that we will highlight, we're actually only going to do two uh, today, actually, is Backbone. And I think Backbone is incredibly cool. It's one of these um, really new ways to be active and be within gaming. Obviously, gaming has really taken off, especially after or really throughout COVID last year. Um, but Backbone announced a $40 million Series A round. The funding was led by Index Ventures. Uh, Roblox, Robinhood, uh, and Sonos as well. So what it does actually is mm -hmm. it connects to your phone. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know what you're doing there. Okay. No, no, I'm into it. I'm, 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 I'm in tune with your stone. So what? It connects to your phone. What else? What? What did it do? What did it do? Hit me with it. Yeah. So the ability to be able to connect to your phone and then to be able to play mobile games on the go. Uh, mm. They actually created a partnership uh, way back when with Microsoft. So now it allows iOS users to access their Xbox games again using yeah. the platform, uh, which is super cool. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Had you have you seen this? It's similar to what you know you see within like the Nintendo kind of gaming system. Like, yeah. you know, they're actually forget what theirs is called. Um, but really the cool Switch. to be able to just yeah, the Switch. Really cool to just be able to kind of lock in. To what you do on your phone yeah you thought i was phoning in the excitement about this Sterling. i wasn't i will i am locked in i yeah. think what they're doing with the backbone is way ahead of its time sorry psp uh shout out to the graveyard on that one but i i think that's it's pretty cool the thing that i worry about is like what does it go for what does it do for battery charge for your phone as, as it connects in so that you can you know turn your phone into uh you know, a, a switch, so to speak. So I think it's pretty, pretty cool. And obviously the backers that it has and what Sonos's plan is, Sonos is saying that it wants it to be, you know, the Sonos of gaming, how you're able to connect, you know, multiple devices for, for, for audio onto your phone, obviously it's through Sonos, but um, taking that same capability and you saw who you listed off for uh, investors for backbone. It's a powerhouse list. And this, uh, can be very transformative for people that are always on their black mirror. Ooh, hit you with it. Black mirror. Yeah. I'll, I'll read the quote there. Um, and just as Sonus and Roku have done for music and television streaming backbone unifies all the game streaming services and core gaming experiences on mobile devices. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's something, I mean, when you're looking for something that's on the go, you're looking for something. So many people already play games on their phone, right? Mm -hmm. um, to your point, right? The Switch, I think, is an amazing, their amazing ability. When you see people, like when I used to take the train in San Francisco or be on BART, um, I'd always see people using that, right? So now yeah. now you don't have to carry anything outside of just to be the, the little, if you see in the video there, the little uh, the controller that clicks into your iOS or to your phone there. Yeah. Um, now it's all you need, right? <laughs> You can it put is. that in your pocket. You can put that in your jacket. You can obviously put that in your bag. Uh, but to have that and now when you're sitting there, you're bored. Obviously, a lot of people are having this hybrid kind of work environment. Um, yeah. But to be able to utilize that uh, and access cloud gaming at the same time, I think is a really cool, really cool feature. And obviously, $40 million in a Series A funding round, a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah. So that is our show for you. A quick one. We hadn't uh, we hadn't gotten together in a while there, so we wanted to hit a couple stories there, uh, talk through a little March Madness. Um, as always, you can find me at Stmac. Uh, you can find Taylor um, at twenty nine Tmac, uh, or is it Taylor twenty Taylor Mac twenty nine? It's Taylor Mac twenty nine. 
That's the same. It's thing. technically yeah. Taylor Mac underscore twenty nine, but the minute you do Taylor Mac fully, you'll see the two nine. You'll know yeah, it's that me. That's the same thing there. Um, so yeah, continue to rate, subscribe, follow us uh, at Sports Tech Atlanta Media for all of our podcast videos, different funding rounds, as well as our YouTube channel at Sports Tech Atlanta Media. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next edition of Sports Tech Atlanta. See you talk.